morning, I want to preach from the book of Genesis. The book of Genesis is a book of beginnings. Amen. Can you say book of beginnings? Hallelujah. How many of you have ever been through beginnings? How many of you have ever been through seasons where you are starting over? Amen. Or you are starting again? Amen. I've been through periods or times of starting over and over and over. Some of you have been through uh, a process where you have to start a new job. Amen. It's a process of starting over. Amen. It's a process of beginning again. Amen. We are here at Rise Fellowship. Amen. We are starting over. Amen. We are building something anew. Amen. God has granted us an opportunity to build something afresh, to start over. Amen. Ain't God good? Amen. I don't know where you are, but I want to tell you this, that our God is always a God of new beginnings. He is always a God of starting over. Amen. And when we start over with him, we are guaranteed. Amen. We are assured that he is the God that will see whatever he begins to the end. Amen. That's how awesome and faithful our God is. Amen. Hallelujah. I'm going to, I'm going to read from the book of Genesis. Uh, from Genesis chapter 37. If we can, uh, let's all turn our Bibles to that scripture this morning. Amen. Hallelujah. We're going to read about a, uh, a young man who the Bible refers to as a dreamer. Amen. Turn to your neighbor and say, a dreamer. And also ask them this question, are you a dreamer? Hallelujah. Come on, ask your other neighbor, are you a dreamer? <laughs> Amen. So Joseph uh, dreams of greatness is the topic uh, listed on my Bible, Genesis chapter 37. Now Jacob dwelt in the land where his father was a stranger, in the land of Canaan. This is the history of Jacob. Joseph, being 17 years old, was feeding the flock with his brothers, and the lad was with the sons of Beulah. And the sons of Zuba, his father's wives. And Joseph brought a bad report of them to his father. Amen. I'm going to skip a little bit to verse 5. Now Joseph had a dream. He told it to his brothers. And they hated him even more. Amen. The first thing we hear that he was a telltale. The first thing he did, he went and told his, uh, his, 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 his brother, his father, what his brothers were doing. Amen. And the second thing we find him doing is that he, the word of God says, he had a dream. Amen. God gave him a dream. Hallelujah. Verse 5. He had a dream and he told it to his brothers and they hated it even more. So he said to them, please hear this dream which I have dreamed. They were, they were binding shields in the field. Then behold, my sheaf arose and also in the field. Then behold, my sheaf arose and also stood upright. And indeed, your sheaves stood all around and bowed down to my shift, right? So he's telling them the dream that God had given him, amen. Uh, let's just pray as we, as, as we start this morning, hallelujah. I want to pray for his word, that his word will not go back to him void, but let his word accomplish everything that he intends for it to accomplish this morning. Father, we come before you this morning, Father. We pray in the mighty name of Jesus that, Lord, let your word, Lord, 
have power. Let your word, Father, minister to us this morning. Let it not go back to you void, even as the rain cometh upon the earth and causes it to bear fruit. I pray this morning, let there be a bearing of fruit from your word. In the mighty name of Jesus, we pray. Amen and amen. Hallelujah. So we just read a story about uh, the young man, Joseph, that he had a dream, right? And in this dream, he saw uh, his brother's chiefs bowing down to him. Hallelujah. He saw a dream. So in other words, God had given him a dream of greatness. Hallelujah. He was, from the history of what we hear, uh, when we started reading uh, chapter 37, we heard that there were, uh, he was a, a shepherd boy, right? They were tending and shepherding sheep, right, in the field. That's when we are introduced to Joseph in this scripture, where they are tending to the flock of his father, right? And then we are told the other thing about him, that God gave him a dream. Hallelujah. I want to talk about dreams this morning. Hallelujah. Do you have a dream? And if you have a dream, what is your dream? Hallelujah. What is your dream? Does your dream cause you or provoke you to action or to seek the face of the Lord? What kind of a dream do you have? Does your dream uh, cause you sleepless nights because you are, you are imagining how those things that you are dreaming are going to come to pass? What is your dream? Does your dream scare you? Because when you think about it, in your comprehension, you can't imagine how the things you are dreaming are going to come to pass. Hallelujah. When this young man had a dream, there was no way possible. Nothing around him showed that it was going to be possible. When we look at how even his line or, or, or the order of birth in his family, he was the second from the last. Amen. He was not even the firstborn. But we see him dreaming of greatness. The Lord revealing to him things that were going to happen in his future. What Do you know what your future holds for your life? When we are talking about dreams, we are talking about those things that God has intended for your future. What has God intended for you? Hallelujah. What is God planning for your life? What is God's plan for your life? Amen. The first thing that I want to, to talk about is, I might be talking to somebody that might say, I don't have a dream. I don't know where I'm going. Right? Sometimes the word of God even tells us that without vision, people are cast off restraint. Or without vision, the people perish. Amen. Because vision is supposed to be the thing that anchors you to your destiny. Vision is supposed to be the thing that pulls you to what God has in store for you. What is your dream? What are you working towards? What are you planning towards? What are you laboring towards? Are you just waking up on a daily basis and things go as they go? And you come back to your house and the next thing, the circle begins again. Or do you have purpose in your life? We see God actually giving Joseph a purpose. A dream is the purpose for your existence. Hallelujah. When I look at my life, I know at this moment I'm moving in the perfect will or I'm fulfilling the dream that God has given you, has given me. When I look at Rise Fellowship, it is the fulfillment of a dream. What about you? My challenge to you today is this. Do you have a dream? What is your dream? Hallelujah. Are you with me? Be encouraged. Okay, you might say, I don't have a dream. But like I said, God is gracious enough that in life he always gives us series of beginnings again. 
you always have an opportunity to reflect at your life and say, God, where are you taking me? You always have an opportunity to, re to reflect on your life. Uh, usually when we start the year, sometimes we, we have what we call yearly resolutions, right? Right? Yearly, some, some, sometimes we have given up on making resolutions because in the past we've made resolutions and we never saw them coming to pass, right? So we have given up, right? Some of us have even given up the same thing with our dreams. Some of us, we had dreams initially, but because it took so long for the dream to come to pass, we have finally given up on the dream. We have, we have cast that dream aside. Sometimes there are obstacles that have come our way that have deterred us from seeing that vision or that dream to where we are saying, you know what, I don't, what, is the, what is the purpose of even, you know, hoping? Because I've been disappointed. I've, I've, I've lifted my hopes up before and I found myself, you know what, disappointed. How many of you have been disappointed in life before? Disappointments will come. Hallelujah. Disappoint. The word of God it says it is impossible for offenses not to come. Right? It is impossible. It is impossible for offenses not to come. Offenses will come. Things that try to deter your dream, they will come. But my encouragement to you today is this. That the God that gave you the dream, he is a God that will see it unto fruition. My encouragement to you is this. Dare to dream again. I want to encourage you, dare to believe again this morning. Hallelujah. When we hear or when we, we, we read the account of this man, Joseph, the next thing we are going to hear is that his brother, one day they will see him coming and they will say, there is the dreamer. <laughs> Hallelujah. Let's kill him. I want to tell you this. In life, there are dream killers available. You will face dream killers. Those that want to kill your destiny. Or you face obstacles that are against the will of God in your life. They said, there is the dreamer. Let's kill him. Hallelujah. They conspired to kill him among themselves. Then one of the elders says, no, 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 let's not kill him. Right? But let's, let's trade him. Let's sell him off. So initially they took him. They, they took the garment that he, that he had been wearing and they, they killed one of the, the lambs and they, they took the garment and they, they, they put the blood on it and they took it to his father and said to his father, Father, your son is dead. <laughs> Hallelujah. Now, imagine you are that father. Now, I want, you, I want to bring you into the, uh, into the feet of Jacob for a moment. We'll talk about the dreamer. Imagine he had a son that had been coming to him over and over again and saying, Father, these are the dreams that I've had. Initially, we hear the word of God telling us that Jacob dismissed the dreams of, of Joseph and said, are you sure? Do you think your mother and I and even your brothers are going to bow down to you? But if you continue to read, you will see that the word of God will tell you that, but Joseph took account of the dream. Jacob took, uh, took account or took note of what his son had dreamt. So in other words, even his father had begun to believe that there was destiny in his son. But one day, his other sons, they come to him holding uh, a, a coat that, had been, uh, that was covered in blood. And they say to him, Father, your son is dead. When you continue to read, you hear that Jacob was, Joseph was not the last born. There was another boy that would come after him. His name is called Benjamin, which means the son of the right hand. Right? Now, you hear later on the account that after, after the enslavement, uh, uh, after the, 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 the children of Israel go to Egypt during the time of famine, you hear that Joseph will say to them, 
if you don't bring that boy to me, right, I will, I'm not going to release one of you. So he actually took the, the, older, the older brother and said to the other ones, go and, and, and bring your, your younger brother to me. Now, as they were about to do that, their father, uh, Jacob, said to them, if you do not bring back this son to me, you will surely put my head to the ground. In other words, he was saying, you will surely kill me because I believed at one time that I had a son who was destined for greatness and I cannot bear to lose another one because like the name said, he is the son of the right hand. He was the right hand now of his father. So the father would say to his brothers, now my hope, my trust is in this son. He is the son on whom I lean on. He is the son that my hope rests on. I once believed in God that he had given me a son destined for greatness, but that son died in the wilderness. He was killed by the beast. Amen. He was, he had been, his, his dreams had been shattered. His dreams, he had been disappointed before. So now he was cautious concerning his son. When they were giving an account, they said to Joseph, no, surely uh, we can go, but the, the thing you are asking us to do, to go and bring Benjamin, I know our father will not permit such. Because we once had a brother. <laughs> they now began to talk, talk about Joseph. We once had a brother that our father loved dearly. But he had been disappointed. I've come to talk this morning to somebody that's facing disappointments. To tell you that you are not forgotten. You are not forgotten. The Lord your God will remember you. I've come to tell you this morning that your dream is not yet dead. Your dream still lives. Hallelujah. The word of God tells me that they had conspired to kill Joseph. But while all of a sudden, God began to intervene in the situation. And we find Joseph uh, being taken out of the pit and being sold off to Egypt. Hallelujah. So I've come to tell you this morning, when you have a dream, there are times you're going to find yourself in the pit. You're going to find yourself beneath the ground because of the dream you have. There is nothing that Joseph had done to his brothers except that God had given him a dream. You are going to face dream killers in your life. You are going to face circumstances that are going to be contrary to the dream that God has given you. But I've come to tell you this morning, don't you dare give up. I've come to tell you that believe in the living God. The word of God says he was taken from the pit and he was taken to Potiphar's house. Now when he got to Potiphar's house, now Joseph begins to serve in the house of Potiphar. And because of the favor that was upon his life, we hear the word of God telling us that Potiphar promoted him and said to him, I'm going to make you head over all things in my house except my wife. Hallelujah. The favor of God was upon his life. Amen. I've come to tell you there is the hand of God upon your life. The moment you gave your life to Jesus Christ, you became a candidate for the blessing of God. There is a blessing of God over your life that makes rich and does not bring any sorrow with you. So the word of God tells us they took, uh, uh, Joseph was promoted in Potiphar's house. Everything was working out for him. Have you ever been in that situation where probably you have been in the pit before, you have faced some disappointments, and all of a sudden God makes a way out of it, and you find yourself, things are beginning to work out for you again. Only to be disappointed again. Hallelujah. Only to be disappointed and to be heartbroken again. Joseph serving faithfully his master. One thing happens. Potiphar's wife begins to, uh, to, 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 uh, to cast an eye on him. Yes, that's the word. <laughs> Hallelujah. 
and, and, and she says, come in here and sleep with me. But this young man, because of the integrity uh, and because of the hand of God that had delivered him from the pit, he says, I will not do such a thing. So he runs away. Hallelujah. I've come to tell you when you have a dream, you are going to be tempted. When you have a dream, you are going to be tested. When you have a dream, you are going to be tried. When you have a dream, you are going to be tested. What will you do when you are tested? Hallelujah. The word of God tells me I'm not tempted beyond what I cannot overcome. Hallelujah. I am not tried beyond what I cannot overcome. Now the word of God tells me there is no sin that is not as such as common to men. Meaning that everything that I face, right, I'll be tested in three things. In the pride of life. Hallelujah. I'll be tested. The word of God tells us that the, the, the devil went to Jesus and said to Jesus, look, look at the wells of, the, look at the, the, the nations of this earth. If you will bow down to me, I'll give them to you. And Jesus says, the, Lord, the word of God says, I shall not bow to any other God besides him. What will you do when your dream is being challenged? What will you do when you are being tested? The word of God says, uh, the psalmist says, your word have I hidden in my heart so that I will not sin against you. What will you do when you are facing temptation? You have to retract yourself and hide yourself in the word and say, the word of the Lord shall be my strength. The word of the Lord shall be my salvation. The word of the Lord shall be my encouragement. What do you do when you are tested? How do you overcome the fiery darts of the enemy? The word of God says he was tested and he ran away. And he says, the master has given me all things in this, in this house, but he has told me one thing, that you are his wife and I don't have possession over you. Doesn't that remind you of the, the fall of men in the Garden of Eden? When the word of the Lord says that he gave Adam everything except the tree that was in the middle of the, of the garden, the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Sometimes you have to learn to be content to see your vision coming to pass, to see God fulfilling your dream. Hallelujah. The word of God says he, he resisted. What do you do when you're faced with sin? What do you do when you are being tempted? There's a man in the Bible. His name was called Job. The word of God says he was a man that shunned evil. He was a man that was upright before God. The word of God tells us of a man called Noah. That he was found righteous on all the earth. What is the testimony that you get over your life? Are you living right before God? Do you run away from sin? Who shall ascend into the high mountains of the Lord? The word of God says, He that has what? A pure heart and has not stretched his soul unto what? Unto vanity. There are things of this world that are passing away. Do not let them deter you from seeing your vision and your dream coming to pass. Be patient. Wait upon the Lord. They that wait upon the Lord, they shall renew their strength. They will mount up on wings like eagles. I want to tell you, your faithfulness will be rewarded. When you stand against sin and stand for righteousness, God will reward you. God will come through for you when you are least expecting it. He will come through for you. Hallelujah. So he finds himself in the pit. The next stop, he finds himself in Potiphar's house. I also define Potiphar's house as that place 
that sometimes we get comfortable. But it's not the ultimate destination for our life. Joseph got to Potiphar's house and everything seemed to be working well for him. But that's not the ultimate dream that God had for him. That's not the ultimate destination. God was still taking him through. God had a plan for his life. The word of God says, I know the plan that I have for you. There are plans to prosper you and not to harm you. There are plans for an expected end. This was not the expected end. Hallelujah. It was not the expected end. It was a place of comfort, yes, but it was not the ultimate destination. He saw himself being promoted. He was in charge of all the, the servants in Potiphar's house. Everything was working well. Then all of a sudden, a test comes, and he stands that test, and he's like, God, but I've been faithful. I thought, God, you promised to raise me up. And all of a sudden, he's facing disappointment once again. Hallelujah. I've come to minister to somebody that's facing disappointment for doing the right thing. He was disappointed for being holy. God, but I love you. But you know I give my tithe. What's going on with my finances? You know, God, I'm standing upon your word. You said you would rebuke the devourer on my behalf. What's going on, God? Where are you? <laughs> Hallelujah. And it seemed like God was silent. Then he finds himself where? In prison. Hallelujah. I've come to talk to somebody that's in prison this morning. Hallelujah. The place of being forgotten. The place of being neglected. The word of God says he got in prison. And because of the hand of God upon his life, he found God elevating him. Even in prison, I've come to tell you, when the blessing is upon your life, it doesn't matter where God places you, you will prosper there. In this nation, we will prosper. In this nation, we will build a great church. In this nation, we will do exploits. In this nation, we will see the hand of the Lord. In this nation, we will prosper. We will be blessed. In this nation, it doesn't matter if the environment is contrary, but in that place, we will prosper. We will be the head and not the tail will be the first and not the last. You are not destined to be the last, but you are destined for greatness. There's greatness over your life. It doesn't matter where you are. You might be pressed against the wall, but when the hand of God is upon your life, you are surely going to come out on top. You will prosper. Everything you put your hands, it will prosper. It will flourish. You'll be blessed in the city. You'll be blessed in the field. You're going out. You're coming in. will be blessed. The blessing of the Lord is upon your life. When the blessing of the Lord is upon your life, there is nothing that the enemy can do to you. The word of God says, I see the end of the wicked. Uh, the arrows by day will not strike you. The, the, the sun by day will not smite you because you are a child of God. I've come to encourage you this morning, dare to dream again, dare to believe again, dare to hope again, dare to trust again, dare to trust again, dare to pray again, dare to fast again, dare to give again. Don't give up. The Lord is with you. He finds himself in prison. Hallelujah. And there in prison, God begins to orchestrate his promotion. It doesn't matter where you are, at your job, God will orchestrate your promotion. 
It doesn't matter. Sometimes he will use people around you without you knowing because he's orchestrating your blessing and your promotion. You might not know it, but when you are being faithful, God will orchestrate your elevation. You will find doors opening for you. The doors that were shut, they will open for you. He causes two men to have dreams, the wine bearer and the baker. Hallelujah. And Joseph comes, and, they, and, and he finds this man having a conversation among themselves. They said, we had dreams. And the beggar said, I was carrying a basket uh, full of bread and birds of the air. They came and they ate of the bread that was in my basket. Hallelujah. And Joseph said to him, uh, your dream means that you are going to be beheaded because the, the, the Pharaoh is going to behead you. And he comes to the wine bearer. The wine bearer says, I saw uh, that I was pouring wine again for Pharaoh. And then, then he said to him, your dream meant that you are going to be restored to your place as the wine bearer to Pharaoh. Hallelujah. God had caused two men, different destinies, different, different paths that they were going, but he had caused Joseph. Uh, he had caused them to have dreams that Joseph would interpret. Imagine being there in prison. Probably, it, it might, I might, if it was me, I might have said, you know what? I'm not concerned. Don't you see that I'm in prison? I'm not concerned about what you are going through. It's none of my business. Right? I don't care about it. Right? But Joseph was not like that. He was not indifferent about what these men were going through. So he interpreted their dreams. I want to tell you, in the path or on the way to fulfilling your, your destiny or in God fulfilling his dream for your life, he's going to bring people across your life that you have to help or people that you have to speak in their lives so that their dreams are fulfilled. But in the process, God is going to fulfill your dream. When he fulfilled the dream of the wine bearer, when he was used by God to help the wine bearer, God was orchestrating his dream. Hallelujah. Sometimes we are like, I'm too busy to help anybody. I'm busy chasing my dream. I'm busy chasing what God wants me to do, that you, are neg that you have neglected the people of God around you. But God is saying, on your way, to, to, to seeing the fulfillment of your dream in your life. I'm going to bring some people your way. And when you help those people, in the same manner you help them, I'm going to help you fulfill your destiny and your dream. When was the last time you shared Christ with somebody? When was the last time you invited somebody to church? When was the, ain't this good to be in the house of the Lord hearing this encouragement, wouldn't you want to share this table with somebody and say, come and feast on this table that I'm feasting on. Come and get encouraged in the house of the Lord. There is joy in the house of the Lord. Come and meet the God that has changed my life. Come and see what he has done for me. Come and see how he has taken me from the mighty clay and he has set my feet upon the rock. Come and be encouraged in the house of the Lord. And when you are doing that, encouraging somebody, I want to tell you God is going to send people that are going to encourage you to your dream. Hallelujah. Today I'm probably talking to you because you've been encouraging somebody. And God has sent me to encourage you to fulfill your dream. To see what God's plan for your life is and see it to fruition. So the word of God tells us that after he had, he had interpreted the dream of the wine bearer, he says to the wine bearer, remember me when you get into, into, into Pharaoh's palace. Then the wine bearer gets into the palace. He forgets. Have you been forgotten? On your way to seeing your dream fulfilled, you are going to be forgotten. 
There are people you are going to do good for that are going to forget you. There are people that you are going to help that are not going to be thankful. There are people that you are going to aid that are not going to remember you, that are going to pass you by. On your way to seeing your destiny or God's dream for your life being fulfilled, you are going to face such things. It's not going to be all a bed of roses. You are going to face obstacles. You are going to find yourself in the pit. You are going to find yourself in Potiphar's house. And you are going to find yourself in prison. And in prison you are going to be forgotten. But thank God. Hallelujah. <laughs> but thank God. Thank God. Thank God. <laughs> Men might forget. But God does not forget. He says, I'm not like the sons of men that I should forget or change my mind. The book of Hebrews chapter 6 says, I do know your faithfulness. I do know how you labor for the saints. And I will not forget your works of love and your works of labor. It's good to read the word of God. Let's go there real quick. Hebrews chapter 6. I can open it there. Hallelujah. Hebrews chapter 6. You are not going to be forgotten. You are not going to be neglected. The God that we serve, the only thing he has amnesia over is your sin. The only thing he forgets is your iniquities. The word of God says the iniquities or your sins I remember no more. The only thing he does not remember is your sin when you repent. But your works of love, hallelujah, when you serve him, when you love him, you will not be forgotten. What does it say? From verse 13. Actually, we'll start from verse 9. But beloved, the word of God says, we are confident of a better thing concerning you. Yes, this thing that accompanies salvation, though we speak in this manner. For God is not what? Unjust to forget your works of love. Hallelujah which you have shown towards his name. Hallelujah. In that you have ministered to the saints and do minister. And we desire that each one of you show the same diligence to the full assurance of hope until the end, that you do not become sluggish, but imitate those who through faith and patience inherited the promise. Do not forget. God is not man that he should forget. He will not forget your works of labor. The word of God is encouraging us to hang on. Hang in there. Hallelujah. Wait upon the Lord. Trust in the Lord. Put your faith in God. He is going to fulfill the dream and the promise that he has promised you. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Are you with me this morning? Hallelujah. Are you with me this morning? So after the wine bearer got to the palace, God who does not forget began to remember him. And he caused Pharaoh himself, who was the king of all the nations of the earth, to have a dream. He dreamt a dream. And he needed an interpreter. And he says uh, all the people in the, in the kingdom could not interpret that dream. Hallelujah. Then all of a sudden, 
the light bulb went on in the wine bearer's head. He remembered there was a man in prison who had interpreted his dream some years ago. I've come to tell you, if God is to cause some people to have sleepless nights because of your destiny, that we have sleepless nights. If God is to cause some people to dream dreams concerning your destiny, they will dream dreams. If God is to make some people uncomfortable because of your life, it doesn't matter what your case is. God will plead your cause. The word of God tells me that Pharaoh had a dream. God caused Pharaoh to dream something that no one in the world could interpret. I'm come to tell you, God will move heaven and earth on your behalf because you are his child when he's about to fulfill the dream that he has given you. When you are about to walk in your destiny, God will move heaven and earth for you to be blessed. The wine bearer, all of a sudden, remembered Joseph. And he said to Pharaoh, Pharaoh, there is a man I met when I was in prison. He told me my dream. And the things that he spoke of, they are the things that came to pass. I was restored to my position of power. I've come to tell you, when you were helping somebody, and you were saying, what is it in, what, what is there in need for me? Or when you were helping somebody, without knowing what God was orchestrating, God was positioning that person to be a blessing to you. They might forget for a moment, but I've come to tell you the God we serve will not forget you. He is faithful. He is a faithful God. He will cause them to remember. You will be remembered. You will not be forgotten. You will be remembered. This day, I've come to change the destiny of your life. The people that are supposed to remember you. The people that are supposed to remember Remember your situation. The people that are, are, are presiding over your case. I've come to tell you our God is positioning them. He has put them in those positions to be a blessing to your life. Your door is going to open. Your door will not remain shut. Your door is opening. The door to your breakthrough. The door to your blessing. The door to the promises of God. God has remembered you. Right? fellowship. The Lord has remembered you. This morning the Lord says, I have remembered you. This morning the Lord says, I have positioned you strategically from the foundation of the earth. There is nothing that happens by accident. For all things they work together for the good of them that love the Lord. I love the Lord. You love the Lord. Because you love the Lord, all things are working for your good. All things are working to your advantage. All things. My Bible tells me there was a man called Jesus in the New Testament. He came and he walked the earth. And my Bible tells me that the princes of this world, they took him to the cross and they killed him on the cross. But my Bible tells me had they known what they were doing, they would not have crucified the king of glory. Because when they killed him, they didn't know. They were handing him over the power to life and death. They didn't know. They were handing over the keys of hell to him. They didn't know that they were ordaining him and restoring humanity to the, to the place of authority. 
I don't know what weapon is forged against you, but I've come to tell you that weapon will propel you to your destiny. I've come to tell you that that, that weapon will push you to what God has destined for you. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Am I talking to somebody? Am I talking to somebody? There are some things that are going to change in your life because the Lord is faithful. I've come to tell you this morning, your destiny is about to come to pass because the Lord we serve is faithful. Now, you might say, how is that so? But you have partnered even with us in this beginning of a new work called Rise Fellowship. Yeah, you thought you were just coming to another church. Uh, you thought you were just interpreting another dream. But God meant for this ministry to be a blessing to you. He meant for this ministry to propel you to where he wants you to go. You thought it was just another church in town. But I've come to tell you, this is not just another church. This is where God dwells. The presence of the Lord is here. The anointing of the Lord is here. The glory of the Lord is here. He is here to break chains. He is here to break bondages. He is here to set free. You are going to be remembered. This week, your door will open. This week, God is going to change your circumstances. A turnaround is coming in your life. Your faithfulness will be rewarded. This week, God is going to do great things for you. Your door will open. Your dream will be fulfilled. Somebody will remember you. Somebody will be a blessing to you. My God. My God, this week is your year of destiny. This week is your year, is your, is, your, is your week of blessing. Hallelujah. After everything had happened, and, 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 and the father of, of Jacob, of, of Joseph, had passed away, Jacob, the word of God tells us that his brother came to him and says, Joseph, we know we wanted to kill you. Not only that, we came and we sold you off uh, as a slave to Egypt. And so have mercy on us. Then Joseph turns to them and says, you meant it for bad, but the Lord meant it for good. He meant it to preserve a generation. He meant it to save lives. He meant it to, do, to, to serve a people. Because the word of God tells us that for the next, after, after what had transpired, there were seven years of plenty. And after the seven years of plenty came seven years of famine so that the world, the nations of the earth had nothing to eat. So that the children of Israel had to go, the sons of Jacob, they had to go to Egypt to seek for food. And God thereby saved the sons of Jacob. Jacob thought his dream had died, but he didn't know that his dream had been seeded into something greater. The word of God says until something dies. There cannot be life. His son had died so that life could come. He had died to him, but he was in essence not dead. He was orchestrating something. Oh, they crucified Christ. They thought he was dead. But on the third day, on the third day, he rose up again and says, I'm not dead. You meant to kill me, but I was not dead. You meant to destroy me, but this nature does not kill me. I am 
the king of kings. I am the lord of lords. This was meant so that I could save a posterity, a generation. We are saved today because of what Christ had done. His dream was fulfilled. He was in the garden and it was tough. And he said therein, Father, Lord, if it be your will, let this cup pass me by because he knew the testing. He knew the pain. He knew the agony that he had to go through. Do you know the agony that you have to go through to fulfill your dream, to see your destiny coming to pass? Do not be worried about that agony because God is orchestrating something great. Let's stand up to our feet. Hallelujah. Oh, shut up, we are a spirit-filled church. Hallelujah. Father, we break this morning the chains of bondage. This morning, Father, we break the chains of restriction. This morning, Father, I declare over your church, over your people, that, Lord, your plan for their lives, your destiny for their lives, is coming to pass. They will not die. They will live. They will not perish. But they will see the hand of the Lord. They will testify of the goodness of the Lord in the land of the living. Hallelujah. Somebody needs prayer. I need you to, ma to make your way to the front. I'm going to pray for you. I'm going to pray the will of God, the destiny of God over your life to be 